Alright, well welcome to another episode of JG Comics to all the dudes and dudettes that are listening to this. I'm your host, James Galati, and I appreciate you taking the time to listen to me talk about my thoughts and what's been going on the last couple of weeks. So, what's been happening, you may have noticed that this is the first episode back after having a bit of a hiatus for the last two weeks, so to speak. Uh, And the reason for that was basically, first, man, I had a really bad fever. I had a real bad fever a couple of weeks ago, and this was a, a week before I was going to the U.S. to to go to WonderCon, and man, I was like kind of worried that I, I couldn't go, but I was I was taking cold tablets like they were Skittles, just getting them down every every day, just chugging them down. Um, and then like the night before I was leaving, my son, uh, who was seven, uh, seven weeks at the time, he he basically sort of contracted some of the the fever I had, so we were we went to the children's hospital. We were in the ER room for like seven hours waiting, and it was it, long story short, everything was fine. Um, I'm now getting better, and then also I was in the U.S. I was in the U.S. for about a week, attending WonderCon. So that's going to be a bit of a topic of conversation today, as well as we're going to talk about some some things that are really pissing me off lately. Okay, and it's going to cause a bit of controversy and all that sort of shit. And but you know, the whole point of this podcast is is that I get my thoughts out there. It's you want to listen to it, you listen to it, man. If you don't want to listen to it, you don't have to listen to my crazy thoughts. This show is really about me putting things out there to the world and making myself accountable on a week by week basis, making sure that I'm hitting the goals that I want to. Uh, attain, and then making sure I'm growing as an individual, as an artist, and as a person overall. So, WonderCon, what happened? So, I flew to the U.S. and uh, bragging a little bit, but I, you know, I had enough points racked up, so I decided to go uh, to use them all, blow them all, and go premium economy. And it's like going going to see a movie in in gold class. You can't really go back. Um, then I found out what the price of a premium economy ticket is and I said, shit, that's okay, I'll, I'll fly economy from now on. But the flight on the way there, man, it was sweet, it was good. Then landing in the US, obviously you have to go to the customs and it's becoming more and more ridiculous every time nowadays with all the, the security checks. Um, but anyway, that's a whole different conversation, man. It was uh, that's, that's a different opinion, a different podcast for another person for another day. But, you know... Went to WonderCon and man, WonderCon was swell. It was really good to attend a convention again as a fan. Um, you know, every year comes by and I, I go, you know what, this is the last year I'm going to write. If I don't make it, I'm giving up, you know. And the reason why I say that is because if you ever look at how much you spend on this sort of hobby, it is a lot of money. So then the return comes back. Well, what's the point of the return, you know? But... The goal is to be working at the biggest companies in the world to write the biggest characters in the world. And then every year comes by, I say, now one more year. And then the year goes, and another year comes, I go, another year. Um, and even when you exhibit at conventions, right? When you exhibit at conventions, you know, this would be nearly my 10th year exhibiting at a convention, right? And... Last year, I sort of said I'm not going to do a convention at all as a as a exhibitor because I had lost a bit of the fun. I thought maybe I'll just go to conventions as a fan and miss it for a year, and then eventually, 
basically then question why do I do what I do, right? And I was really happy that I didn't exhibit at WonderCon. I did originally put my application in going back last year, but um, luckily they were already booked out. And sorry, I still got a bit of a cold, man. Um, they were booked out and I was like, man, this could be a blessing in disguise because now I'm going to attend a convention as a fan. So the convention thing's changed a lot. It would have been not a long time, but it had been probably a year or so that I was at WonderCon. Because um, I usually get to the US every couple of years and make sure I'm constantly free visiting the conventions and meeting the right people and making sure I'm building those relationships with those key stakeholders. Because um, they're a key stakeholder to, to me and my career because they're the people that are going to help me build a platform to get myself out there. So the Friday, I noticed that the convention scene had changed tremendously, right? It used to be where, you know, if you went to a bar the Thursday night, the Friday night, the nights of the conventions, you could go to the bar and you could hang out with people who you had been writing, you've been reading their work for, for years. And you didn't know who they were because like, you might not have actually gone on the internet to look up who those people were. Like, you'd just been reading their books. You know, one year I was just chilling at a bar. The very first year I went at, to WonderCon as a fan, I was there with my best friend. We were just at the bar, we were watching basketball. And I was just turned and I started having a chat to the guy next to me. And we had been chatting for about probably 45 minutes. And he, uh, he was like, oh, so why are you here? I go, well, I'm just here as a going, going to the convention. I'm a writer. Just released my own webcomic. Um, and this is going back way, way, way back, right? Because if you have followed my career, you would know that I started writing and drawing Vangador and producing it, distributing it out on its own website. Uh, it was VangadorComics.com. Now that site no longer exists because I don't do it as a webcomic, obviously. Um, and so, man, that was a... We'd have a chat and I go, oh, where are you? He goes, oh, well, I write detective comics. And it was Scott Snyder at the time. And I, I had been reading his work for so long. I was like, oh, shit, no way. And so it was really cool because you develop a relationship with an individual like that, not from a, you know, it's not like, hey, sign my shit, I'll get a photo. It's just like two people connecting on a common level. And that's a really important thing and something that I've learned a lot. And it's something that I believe that I bring to a convention as one of my strengths now. I can build a relationship with people who I may admire and I can just be be me, you know, I don't fanboy out or anything like that. I'm just cool and collected and that's why I find out that's who I really am as an individual. So the conventions change change because now when you go to the bars it's just fucking cosplayers everywhere. Like fuck. Now don't get offended by this. I appreciate cosplay, the effort. Um, but you know, we look at these conventions, they started off with comics and obviously they evolve and that's all cool. But it's uh, you know, that's all that the conventions are about now, right? These people are dressing up as characters, but they don't read the source material. And that sort of, that pisses me off a lot, right? Like, I went to Supernova way back in the day when no one cosplayed. I dressed up as Vengador myself, and I would hand out a free comic book to get my name out there. That's what I would do. Now it's, no one goes to Artist Alley, basically. It's just, hey, look at me, I'm a cosplayer. And even they have cosplay guest artists now. Like, what the fuck is that? Sorry, what makes you so different from fucking the person who puts an Iron Man helmet on and they've made that out of bloody paper mache? There's no difference. Seriously. So I have no respect for the cosplay guest artists at all because I don't believe that they should be put on a pedestal 
compared to, you know, a five-year-old who dresses up as Superman because they like the character. So I don't believe in it. If you worked on, like, let's say you worked on, you know, the Marvel films or anything like that as a, as a uh, um, makeup artist or as a costume designer, that's warranted. But as a cosplay artist, your everyday Joe, who lives with their parents, no. I'm not for it, but that's my opinion. I know many people share it. I know many people disagree, but that's how it is. So, WonderCon was cool. It had changed a lot. It had gone so big. I think it was probably twice the size of what it was uh, when I originally went there back in the day. And uh, the, f the first thing I did when I got there, I went and met Frank Cho. He had all his artwork posters up, and they were some amazing fucking posters. They were like classic um, uh, Cook Darwin style posters and I was like shit I didn't want I don't buy posters I don't buy them um, I don't buy fan art per se because I have a big stiff with it and I'll get into it a little bit later but I bought this amazing print that he did of Superman like in the 1930s style Superman uh, 1930s Batman and like a classic Robin on a rooftop and I was like fuck that's so beautiful so I got that and then I was like oh shit I got this bloody poster now and I don't, it's like eight o'clock in the morning what am I gonna do so I then ran around and bought one of those protective sleeves um but I walked around to Artist Alley and this is my biggest beef with Artist Alley if you have not worked for the big companies and you are drawing their artwork I believe that that should not be allowed I do not believe in fan art because you basically a I'll give you an example I walked around the convention floor, I saw the same print six times. So what's that saying? You're selling that print for 20 bucks and you probably just got it off the internet. And then you've given it to a printer, you've basically printed it for a dollar, 50 cents, and now you're making a $19 profit. That happens to five people there. And I'm sort of getting sick and tired of going to conventions and people buy these this shit. People waste their bloody money on a poster, which probably people have not done. And to reiterate this point, even in Sydney, there's a lot of fucking fan art. And when I go to these people, I even say, hey, nice work, man. I'd love you to do a cover for me. Here's a cover. Here's the reference images you need. I want to put your cover on my book. All right? I want your work as a cover for this issue. I did a lot of that for A Fractured Mind. And fuck me, I swear to God, the, the styles between you know what they were selling at their conventions and the fucking work I got, it was a piece of shit. So now I said back, well, how come the quality is so different? Like, your anatomy is perfect in your fan art, but yet the thing you gave me is fucking terrible. What the hell is this? So I'm starting to now realize who are the people that really put the effort into their artwork, and I appreciate that. But again, if you have not worked with the big two companies, if you have not worked with DC, you should not be allowed to draw Batman. And I believe that that rule will come in very, very soon, okay? Because it is not your material. It's not your source material, okay? And people should not fucking spend $20 on a piece of poster, okay? When I went to conventions, I give posters for free. Now, I never, I originally drew every character I've ever created. But my artwork is not good enough to produce in a comic. But my contract states with all my artists that it's work for hire, it's Everything that they produce is mine. 
I earn 100% of it, okay? I pay them the page rates, I pay them everything they need, but they own no copyright to anything. Their work is mine as soon as they finish it, okay? So that's a work for hire um, contract. It's been like that since the original one came in 1906. It was reestablished in the 1970s. So that's the, the contract that states. So for me, I print off the posters, and you know what, you buy my book, man, here's a fucking free person. And that's, that's how I do it, and that's a good selling point as well, because who the hell cares about, you know, people want to spend money on decent things. Five years down the track, that post is going to get thrown out. Guarantee it, okay? Uh, you know it. Unless it's by an amazing artist, you will keep that and you will cherish it. But again, for someone who's just in Artist Alley, fan art should not be allowed, and I look forward to the day that these conventions start to fucking get stingent on it and start to realize it. Okay, or fucking move them into a fan art section. Get them out of Artist Alley and move them into and have a section that just said fan art, because that's what it is, fan art. Okay, and they shouldn't be ripping off the consumer. Anyway, I get really frustrated, but that's just me. Anyway, sorry about that rant, guys. Um, so I was wondering, looking around WonderCon, Artist Alley was shockers. And I got to meet a lot of artists who had work at the big two, right? I got to fucking meet Dustin Nguyen. And I swear to God, he had a huge line. And I'm like, but his fucking watercolors are amazing. I think him, um, uh, Brian Bucciolato, I think that's how you pronounce it. I've met him several times. I'm bad at pronunciation of names. And then Francis Minipol. Those three guys, man, their fucking art is beautiful, man. And their watercolors for all three, the best in the game. Hands down, I've got so much respect for them, and I will always buy their art because it is amazing. And obviously, like, I'm looking around this convention, and I just want to buy shit for my son. Like, fuck, I never want to buy things at conventions, but fuck, I'm just like seeing everything I want to buy for Kylo, who's is my son. So Dustin's line is huge, um, and so right, like again, as I said, his artwork's fucking amazing. So I'm like, okay, um, I waited in line, and I saw this beautiful watercolor print he did. It was of Damien Wayne and Jonathan Kent. Jonathan Kent, Superboy, right? So it was the Super Sons team up, and I'm like, man, I, I gotta fucking buy that. I gotta put it in a frame for my son, right? It's just beautiful. It's sort of two beautiful characters, and the more I read of Jonathan Kent, the more I'm loving him as Superboy. You know, Superboy's been always one of my favorite characters. Connie Kent was my, my Superboy, and back like you know pre fifty two, and then when he died in in um, Infinite Crisis, and then he was resurrected again, and then obviously came back into his own series, which was written by Jeff Jones, funny enough, and then drawn by Francis Menopole. And so I got like a Francis Menopole drawing um, up in my, my studio of Superboy. So I got a lot of respect for that, for that style of artwork and those two characters. So I was like, hey man, you know, I'm from Sydney, I hunt this convention all this time, I'm a writer, and I fucking love your artwork, and I need to buy it for my son. He's, he's only seven weeks old, man but I need to fucking buy it. It's going to fit so well in his room. And he goes, ah. Oh. And so we had a nice chat, and he's a nice guy. I was so surprised at how nice he was. And he gave me a free print as well. He's just like, oh, here, here's, you know, you come all this way, man. Thanks for buying my artwork. And here's a, here's a free poster. And it was of Batman, Batgirl, and Robin. I was just like, fuck, this is so beautiful. Thank you so much, man. I really do appreciate it. Um, it's a super nice guy, and he's a guy who will... You know, I'd always hold in high regards. And you guys have met him a few times during the convention as well, so which was really, really good. Um, again, I walked around, bought a lot of shit. Um, I spent a lot of money, and I don't want to ever think about how much I spent. I haven't looked at my credit card statements since because I'm so afraid of seeing the num numbers. Um, 
But then, you know, the Friday night came, I got to sit down with my editors and basically have a conversation. And, you know, I got this thing where I go to Cheesecake Factory every time I'm in the US. So we were there chilling and just having a chat around everything. And, you know, they were really loving the print. I gave them 50 copies of Zero Day Threat. They loved the quality of them. Um, I picked up the prints a couple, like a couple of days before and not the best print job I've had. Um, I'm kind of upset, but we had a few issues with the files that was uh, that we picked up. So, you know, we'll we'll fix them up. We'll polish them up again, the files, and hopefully that they get printed um, appropriately next time. So it was a lesson learnt. Um, again, I'm not the best at InDesign, so things that you learn, right? So we um, had a really cool chat over dinner about where the book's going, and luckily enough, one of the editors had... I'd worked for DC and I had a few meetings lined up with the company, a few of the different editors. And so she had worked for these people. She had good relationships with them. And she found out that they had researched about me and my credentials were, were good. And it was a really positive meeting, um, not just with the people at DC, but with my editors on Zero Day Threat. And we're really excited where things are going. I showed them artwork for Issue 2. I'm getting more artwork from Issue 2 and I'm just loving the artwork that's coming in. Um, I've just got the cover now, I've got printed, it's high res, it's A3, I'm going to show it off at a convention soon um, in Comic Con, which is in next month. I'm just super pumped about it, and there's uh, some really good things about that uh, zero day threat meeting. So we went and I shopped it around to a few of the publishers, and on the Saturday I see, I see Jeff Johns uh, at the DC booth, and he's getting hounded. Um, Patty Jenkins was there doing a signing for Wonder Woman, and he was just there on the floor. He wasn't like guarded. He wasn't behind ropes. He was just there in the middle of the stand, and people are getting photos with him. And I'm like, a bit of background about this is like, he's the guy that got me into writing comics. You know, at a time in my life, which was you know not well, a lot of things happening. Picked up his Greenland Rebirth, soft cover, and it just helped me, and it solidified I wanted to write comic books. And so he was the reason I wanted to write. And I always said if I ever saw him, I would just say thank you. Um, thank you for getting me into this amazing medium. And you're the reason why I do what I do. But I was nervous because obviously there were so many people there. Tons of people getting photos. He was getting hounded. I was like, I don't want to be another person that asks for a photo. And I had been like that for, like, you know, if I saw editors... I didn't want to, you know, come off really edgy. I was, I was scared to meet a lot of people. I really did, and I pushed myself hard. I went out of my comfort zone a lot. You know, usually it's easy for me to talk to people, but, you know, at these sort of things where I'm trying to write a future of my own, it's, it's scary. And I would look at a photo of my son um, on my camera before I would ever meet anyone, and I would just tell myself I'm doing this for him. I'm... I'm pushing harder and I am working harder now ever than ever before because I want to show him that with hard work and dedication, you can achieve anything you put your mind to. I truly believe it and I, I know I can get something. I don't care if I'll be doing this till I'm 60 and it hasn't happened. I know one day something will happen. I keep going the way I'm going. So I, I kept saying that every time I'd look at that photo and I would go to people and all of a sudden I'm having amazing conversations. Like, fuck, I was, I'd come back feeling so amazed. 
So I, I met Jeff and I actually just went up to him and I said, look, Jeff, hi, my name's James Galati. I'm, I'm from Sydney. I just want to say, man, you know, thank you. You're the reason why I write comic books, right? You are the reason that I want to write for DC. I'm not interested in anything else. I want to write for DC because of you. And it's my dream. And so he, he stopped what he was doing. He had to go to the WB panel soon and he, he stopped and he had a decent chat with me. And in, if you've read Vengador, you've read the foreword that I've written and his name's in there. And you know, I put that in there and I, I shared it to him that I just wasn't full of shit. Um, and he was really taken by that. So I gave him the book and then I gave him Zero Day Threat. And then he asked, so is your contact details here? I said, oh, no, I'll, I'll give them to you. So he, he gave me a pen and I wrote my email down. Now, most likely, nothing will ever come from that, right? But at that point in time, he changed a guy's life again. Now, I will always have that story, and I think I have two amazing stories of the time I met Jeff Jones and the time I met Stanley and had dinner with him. Um, and then I had my meetings with DC, and I was like, yeah, I just, had, I just fucking met Jeff, and he took my book, and it was really cool. And they go, he doesn't do that, so that's a good sign. And you're doing the right thing, and keep going the way you're going. Um, and that's pretty much every meeting I had with people, editors. They were like, just keep doing what you're doing. You're doing an amazing job. You know a lot of people. You know, if you, if you don't make it soon, you know, you're clearly doing something wrong, but you're not. So that was really, really good for me. I, I felt so good and positive about that. Um, so I tried to use my fiance to go to New York Comic Con to keep the conversations rolling. And we could try to go for our honeymoon, but I don't know how that will go. Um, she's convinced to do the East Coast, but there's a lot of things that are going on at the moment, so we'll just, we'll just see. Um, so yeah, WonderCon was amazing. I'm truly happy with it. Now it's time to get back. Um, we did meet with one publisher who I'm not going to talk about. Um, I'm going to keep it very vague for a particular reason. I had met this publisher back in 2014, and I had a meeting with them, had a chat, and this was like back when I was shopping a Fractured Mind Issue 1 out. And so, funny enough, I explained who I was and the guy knew who I was. He remembered, we had a chat, we had a meeting then, because I was very specific. And he's like, yeah, yeah, we sent this around the editorial team and it was good, but it just at the time wasn't what we were looking for. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's cool, man. You know, it's, I understand it's business. There's no grudges or anything like that. But I just want to show you what I've had since 2014, which is a lot of work. You know, this year, seven books will come out. That's fucking huge for me. Um, and again, I'm, I'm doing this for my son. Um, so we got this out there. I showed it to him. And he's like, oh, you got to meet the, the editors. I'm going to show you a fucking chief. So I met the VP of marketing for this company. I met all these people at this company, which was great. And they, I think we developed a great relationship. They could see my intention was genuine. Um, and I'm a hard worker. So we had a chat. I met the editor-in-chief. He's like, how many issues? I got fucking 18. Which is true. Zero Day Thread is going to be an 18-issue story. I'd like. Broken up with three story arcs of six issues. He's like, fuck, good luck in 18 out. I go, oh, no, no, no. It's not 18 continuous, man. It's, it's, you know, it's like six each story arc with the potential to go on to sequels and stuff like that. But the original storyline is just six issues. And he goes, it's a, that's better, but it's going to be a tough sell. You need to get that down if you want to make it better. And I'm like, well, oh, man, I can, I can do it. Five, it's no hard issue. Five will probably actually be a lot better. So thank you very much for that marketing tip. You know, well, that's how you pitch it. So uh, that was a lesson for me. So, you know, don't come up with fucking big storylines. Just come up with something simple. So, again, it's not a risk for the publisher. And you can get your name out there. So 
And he actually fucking helped me a lot. Like, that fucking was a great idea, dude. Like, I, I went back, I spoke to my editor. And I'm like, we should do Zero Day Threat as five issues. And my editor's like, yeah. I go, all right. Because that's going to fucking mean we can get a more cohesive story. Like, we can get more fucking action in. And it would just be better for me from a writing standpoint. I don't have to drag the shit out. It's just fucking bam, bam, bam. So I've printed off all my breakdowns, and now my goal this week is to, and again, my goal this week is to rewrite my breakdowns for issues three, four, five, okay? I have a breakdown for six, but I'm going to break that up and sort of merge them so that it's basically taking four issues into three. So I'm really excited because I read some notes I had, and I'm like, fuck, we can correlate and move shit around. It's going to be really cool. Um, so yeah, really, really good. Um, and then so I've submitted it to them. See what happens, man. Fingers crossed. I'll pray to multiple gods, multiple religions. Um, but I'll keep going and doing this, man. There's a lot of stuff happening. And keep working on it. So that's that. Now, I want to get into a fucking conversation that's really fucking pissing me off here. Okay? So this has got to do with free comic book day. This has got to do with um, being a guest at fucking conventions. And I'm pissed off. And I'm going to address it. Okay, I don't care. I do care a little bit about the consequences, but it's something I need to talk about. So I get back from WonderCon, and I've been trying to exhibit at the bookstore at Town Hall, Kinakunia, however you want to pronounce it. I pronounce it Kinakunia. Um, for five fucking years, I've been emailing them. I've been emailing them and being ignored because I want to exhibit my artwork, my books, at free comic book day there. Now, I've been ignored, and I've only ever had two emails back. I have emails going back again, as I said, 2013, 2014, 2015, 2016, and this year, and I've only ever had two emails back. The email is, we will consider you. Oh, but please email us in January. So January comes every year, and I email, and I get ignored. So this year, I'm like, I'm gonna fucking go back, and I'm gonna pound them every fucking week until I get back. Then they put me on to their comic book consultant. And as always, James, you are always considered, and we will consider you this year. I'm like, okay. So I email them. Hey, man, what's going on with the update? Hey, man, what's going on with the update? Hey, man, you got an update for me about this? I get nothing. And then someone invites me to the fucking Facebook event, and I see the guest list. And fuck me, am I pissed off. I don't know who the fuck half these people are. And I went online and I looked at their artwork and I go, holy shit. That is absolutely shit work. Like, how can they get the privilege to exhibit over me? Now, I'm sorry about the way I'm speaking, but this is a frustrating thing where I've been ignored and I go to that bookstore every month and I spend $100. I usually spend $100 on comic books, on fucking textbooks, on novels. I go to that store to buy books every month. I'm a VIP there, I got that bloody card, and I'm ignored, and I get treated so badly. So today at my lunch break, I'm going to go to that store, and I'm going to ask, what's the explanation for this? Right? I'm going to be cool about it, I'm going to be calm, that's my goal. But I am infuriated because, at the same time, no comic book convention in Australia wants to support me. You know, I've been going to these conventions around Australia for nearly 10 years, giving them my good money so I can put my work out there. And I always see their guest list, and I go, fuck, this person hasn't done anything, right? Like, they, what are they doing? Who are they? And they, they get the opportunity to go. And so I 
I submitted to all these publishers and they go, oh, look, you know, thanks for your consideration, but, you know, all these people, thanks for your consideration, well, but not this year. Now, the reason why I'm pissed off about this, it's kind of funny how the conventions that I support aren't going to support me back domestically. But international conventions who I've never gone to, never spoken to, contacted me to be a guest at their conventions. How fucked up is that? So as I get these emails saying they're not going to support me, they're not going to give me the opportunity to be a guest, I had, in the space of a week, three emails from international conventions, two in the US and one in Southeast Asia. Okay? I'm not going to name these conventions, but let me tell you, I will probably stop going domestically to conventions, and I might as well go to internationally, because that's where the market is. Full stop. Conventions in Australia are piss poor compared to what's going on in the US. Okay? The love that they give for their creators is amazing. And I'm like, well, this is really weird. I'm like, does it cost me anything to, f to come over? And they go, no, 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 we'll pay for everything. Hotel, flights, and we'll even bring your family over. And I go, fuck. Fuck me. Seriously, and I was like, you, you're going to pay for my family to come over? And they go, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I, I'm shocked at this. So hence why I'm really, really frustrated. So I know what's going to happen one day. I know I'm going to make it. I guarantee it. I know it. Because I'm working hard. I'm doing the right things. I'm building great relationships. And then these people will come back to me and they'll want me to exhibit. They'll want me to be a guest at these conventions domestically. And I'm going to say no because you didn't support me. It's the reason why I don't go to comic book stores because I would go, I spend a lot of money there every week as a uni student, blow half my wages, and yet they wouldn't let me put my book in. I'd have to see a fucking book about zombies again. It's like, really? The storyline's shithouse. There's no theme. There's no morale to it. There's no heart. Someone fucking put a zombie book out just to make a quick buck, which in comics you don't make money, so you're doing the wrong thing. So that's my controversy, and I've been very vocal about it internally to a few of my very close friends, and I'm going to try to be cool about it, be calm, but it's very upsetting to, to have this happen to me. But we'll see what happens in the future. Hopefully we can move on, and we can all be adults, and we can be, be positive about it, you know? So that was WonderCon. That was the free comic book day shit. That was conventions in general in Australia, which is just disappointing. Um, and then, obviously, I spoke about the zero-day threat changes. A fractured mind, so I picked up issue three printed. Um, again, as I sort of, sort of gave a hint, wasn't really happy with the print job. It wasn't probably the best job I've done in terms of bringing the files to the printer. So, you know, it's a bit of my bad on that one. So I'm going to try to fix that up for the next print run, hopefully before Supernova in Sydney. Fangador got more pages in now, so I got some more artwork done. Um, and we're getting close to finishing artwork for the for, 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 for Vangador, which I'm super excited about. But we are pushing it, right? Fuck, we're pushing it. I need to make sure we get the lettering done and then put the pages in. I need to get started on that. So I'm going to try to get the letterer to get that shit done, organize it for, for, the, for this week. Um, if you follow me on social media, you would have seen last week, a while ago, I put up a vague picture about a contract I received from a publisher. And I posted it up because it was really exciting for me. And it was pretty, I was pretty vague about it. Um, but I can now reveal that my book, children's book, um, Spooks College, is being published now. It's just being released overnight digitally. 
um, by a company called Exlibris, who are amazing to work with. They were really cool. Um, and so, yeah, we're going to get 100 books printed. Um, they're going to send them to me. And I'm going to have them at conventions. It's available online um, on my store. It's available as well um, at their store. So it's an amazing uh, thing to, to have this book out. I'm super, super proud of it. Um, again, you know, if you read the book, there's a dedication to my son, son there. Again, for hard work and dedication, anything can happen. I wrote this book three years ago. I got the artwork for it. I spent a shitload of money on the artwork. Didn't think it's going to go anywhere, and then fucking bam, I pushed hard and it fucking got out there, man. Um, so I'm super proud of it. And now my goal is to sell as many of those and get them into the hands of children as much as possible. So that's been everything for the last couple of weeks. I know I usually do 10-minute um, shows, but we went way too much over. I really want to appreciate, uh, say thank you for, for listening to, to me. You know, um, Thank you for listening to a crazy man have his crazy thoughts and listen to this guy have a dream, and hopefully I can achieve that dream. So thank you very much for your time. I appreciate it, and I look forward to seeing you at a convention soon. Peace out. Be good. Be a good dude. Be a good dude. Debt to one another. I'll see you later. Same time next week on the same channel. Cheers. Bye.